0: Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. I'm Suzy On, and this is Reset. While many of us acknowledge climate change is an existential threat to the human race, we tend to put it in the back of our minds. Until, of course, something happens, like this past summer.
1: Canada saw its highest temperature on record yesterday.
0: You'll only find it hotter in Kuwait and Iraq. Even Death Valley is cooler today than some parts of British Columbia.
2: This is one of the strongest storms to make landfall here in modern times.
0: Oh my God! Ida is tearing a
1: path of destruction through Louisiana tonight. Wildfires devastating the West Coast
0: and other parts of the country, from California to New Mexico and Alaska and Minnesota. So, how do we build consensus on dealing with climate change when some don't care and others see it as a politically charged issue? For centuries, artists have presented some of life's uglier truths in ways that make them seem less threatening. Someone who spent decades looking for that sweet spot between educating and entertaining is Ben Whitehouse. He's founding executive director of Sky Day Project. He and some of his friends are with us to talk about how using the sky reminds us of our shared humanity and the urgency of this moment for all of us on this planet. Ben is an environmental artist, activist, and filmmaker. He founded Sky Day as a vehicle for scientists, artists, and other content creators to collaborate on creating unity around climate change and this year's Sky Day falls on Friday, September 24th. Ben, welcome back to Reset.
3: Thank you so much. Glad to be here.
0: So, Ben, when you look at the COVID pandemic, wildfires, droughts, and once-in-a-century hurricanes and blizzards happening so frequently, do you get discouraged? I mean, how have you been processing that?
3: I know, and we say we're the most intelligent species on Earth, don't we? Crikey. (laughs) Well, the pandemic and climate change do have a lot in common, of course to life-threatening realities that have good scientific solutions, if only we would all listen and act. But unfortunately, as human history demonstrates, we can't always be counted on to act in our own best interest, even when life and death is at stake. But no, I'm not actually discouraged, because we also see the thousands and thousands the millions of thoughtful and caring people who are working so incredibly hard to help us move through crises like this. And that number is getting larger and larger. There are so many brilliant scientists and amazing doctors and nurses, so many brave first responders and firefighters, devoted teachers who really care about bringing their students forward. We have journalists like you guys who are dedicated to help us understanding the truth of what's going on. And there are millions of us striving for responsible governance, fighting for equity We've got people inventing new technologies Mm -hmm. and trying to bring them to market with brave entrepreneurs and savvy business people who are willing to invest in those ideas. And our schools are filled with talented, capable students like Data who's with us today who are informed and connected to their peers worldwide, who are Mm -hmm. imaginative thinkers and creative problem solvers who aren't easily fooled by misinformation, yeah, and who care about fairness, tolerance, and of course about climate, about equity, and about community. So there's tons of work to be done, of course, but these people give me great hope for the future.
0: Well, that's great. And it seems that Sky Day plays some part in this. Break that down for us. What is Sky Day?
3: Well, Sky Day is a a collaboration of scientists and artists. That's our organization. And one of the things we do is we have a Sky Day, which is coming up this Friday on the 24th. And it's a day to get outside, breathe in, and reflect on your personal relationship to climate and sky. You know, our dynamic sky is not just beautiful to look at, but it's beautiful in the way it supports all life on Earth and protects us from the harshness of space. It's beautiful in the way it's all around us. It's in our offices. It's in our parks. The air we breathe and the water Mm -hmm. we drink. But maybe the most amazing thing about our sky is the way it wraps completely around our planet so everyone can see it and share it. Our sky connects us all as one global family. So Sky Day for our younger students is a day to get outside or get near a window and look up and create art about climate and sky and do science about it. A day to learn more about Mm -hmm. how climate functions and what its vulnerabilities are. Yeah. And And a day to ask yourself, do you care?
0: Well, I want to ask about that. How can art integrate with science to help us with climate change?
3: Well, science knows things that we all need to know, right, but doesn't always know how best to talk to regular people like me. So what's needed are inspiring bridges to new understandings, new perspectives, to a new dialogue, really, that learns from the mistakes of the past and brings us together to act. And we think everyone has a role to play in that, and that includes our artists. Artists move culture forward. That's what they do in words, in images, in movement, in song and most of all through storytelling. Artists inspire us, they move us, they open new doors and help us reframe our experience. And I know everyone has their own list of artists whose work's done it for them. For me, Dr. Angelo's work taught me about love and community, about empathy and about our shared core humanity and how we must be able to empathize with anyone's experience because we're humans too. And these ideas have become a part of me because of her work. So we collaborate with artists and creators who have a passion for finding new ways of dialoguing with community about climate.
0: And before we turn to our other guests, I want to ask you about how your approach aims to break down political walls. How do you think your approach does that?
3: Well, for a start, we're a completely nonpartisan group. We're not allied with any political group or organization, American or otherwise. And we want to work for everyone, and we want Sky Day to be a place for people across cultures, borders, and political ideologies feel safe about coming together to talk about and take actions on climate, because we know that everybody is hearing about those wildfires, hearing about those storms, and they're worried. So the bigger the tent, the better. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a lot of friends who identify themselves as Republicans, Democrats, and independents too, who are just really concerned, and some of them have kids too. So we focus on talking to the majority, to the millions of hardworking folk who care and are worried about what's going on.
0: That's Ben Whitehouse, Executive Director of the Sky Day Project. For Sky Day 2021, he invites you to be a citizen scientist and take a photo of the sky. Your picture will be part of a constantly evolving mosaic of the sky made up of sky images tweeted from across the world to draw attention to climate change. And Ben brought some friends with him today. Let's first meet someone who has gotten closer to the sky than most people who have ever lived. Nicole Stott is an artist and writer, but what's unique about her is that Nicole just so happens to be a NASA astronaut and aquanaut. Her new book that's out next month is titled Back to Earth, What Life in Space Taught Me About Our Home Planet and Our Mission to Protect It. Nicole, it's great to have you here on Reset.
1: It is great to be with you. Thank you. So why did
0: you join Sky Day?
1: (laughs) Well, you just heard Ben, right? I mean, (laughs) how could you not want to be a part of that? You know, the whole basis for me was that it's a reflection of what I experienced in space and what I'm feeling now back here on earth. I think it's just this meaningful way to communicate and take action based on the experience I had and what I want to share with everyone that I encounter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love that it focuses on this connection that we all have through our sky. I think it's just the perfect platform for me to to try to share the experience I had And hopefully, I don't know, bring on board a lot more crewmates to Spaceship Earth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Nicole, you also painted while in space. Can you tell us a little more about that?
1: You know, I'm very thankful for that as well. And I'm thankful there's a woman, Mary Jane Anderson, who was one of my flight crew equipment people or the the people that help us get all our stuff ready to take to space with us. And I was, of course, so focused on all the technical things. Do I have my checklists? You know, maybe some things for my family I wanted to share with them while I was there. But she reminded me that I was going to be living in space and that I should bring something with me that would allow me to do something I love doing down here on Earth in my spare time. And, and I chose painting a little kit of watercolors to bring with me, which, as you can imagine, floating and doing watercolors <laughs> was an interesting experience. But I love it because in hindsight, I look at it like, wow, this is the kind of thing we're doing that puts the human in human spaceflight. It's the kind of thing. I mean, really, you know, think about it, whether it's music or painting or writing poetry or my friend Karen Nyberg quilted while she was in space. All of these are like our human ways to express the experience we're having and to share it. And that's why another reason why I love Sky Day. I think this incorporation of science and art together to communicate to as many people as we possibly can about this thin blue veil that protects us mm-hmm. uh, and unites us is a, real, a really important thing to be doing.
0: Well, you've explored our Earth from the depths of the oceans to the heights of outer space. Uh, what <laughs> did you learn from your experience with NASA and, and how did those experiences change you?
1: Well, I learned lots of lessons, I think, but uh, in all of the complexity of it, you know, I mean, we built this mechanical life support system in space, right? This International Space Station. Mm -hmm. We did that and are continuing to do that for over 20 years now, peacefully, successfully with the partnership of over 15 countries, five international space agencies. And we built this mechanical system to mimic as best we can what Earth does for us naturally, right? Right. You know, up there every day, we're acutely aware how much CO2 is in our atmosphere, how much clean drinking water do we have, the integrity of our thin metal hull, and absolutely the health and well-being of all of our crewmates. Because we know that in order to survive there in the deadly vacuum of space, that's absolutely what we have to do to survive. And then if we do those things, we can thrive there too. And I think the greatest lesson I learned was that You know, we are doing something in space right now on a mechanical life support system that is the perfect model for how we should be living like crewmates here on our planetary Mm -hmm. spaceship Earth.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Ben, over the years, you've inspired a lot of young people to join your movement. Tell us a little bit about our next guest.
3: Yeah, so Desa is joining us too. Desa is a student at Scripps University, and she is studying biology and politics Isn't that right, Desa?
2: Yes, yes, it is.
3: (laughs) And she is one of our huge contributors. She is involved in almost everything we do at Sky Day, and she directs our special initiative.
0: All right, well, Desa Bolger, what does Sky Day do for kids and young people?
2: Yeah, so right now for kids, we're really working on two tracks. We have a citizen art track that we've been working on for a while, and we're now working with a curriculum writing track as well. So on the Citizen Art Track, we have a few separate projects. And I think my favorite is Sky Day Project itself. And Ben, Chris, and Sasha built Sky Day Project, which is a global citizen artwork in which kids post their climate art to sky galleries, and they can share their ideas and creativity with their global peers and their local communities.
0: Oh, that's
1: great. And
2: thanks to astronaut Nicole, we were even able to install Sky Day Project on the International Space Station. So kids could share photos from Earth and see images posted by astronauts taken in space. And everyone could kind of meet in the middle for a conversation about our relationship to climate and sky. Oh, that's cool. Um, Yeah, I find it really exciting because the sky is the one natural resource that connects all of us, or at least one of them. You can't say that we all have ocean experience or mountain experience, but we all can say that we have some sort of sky experience. And all you have to do is look up or breathe in. And at Sky Day, we see a huge opportunity for community in that area. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, Desa, what's your message for the older generation who have kind of left your generation, the world you're having to navigate?
2: Yeah, well, I can only speak from my personal experience, but I know many people in my life who are in my generation are very scared about the climate crisis. As a young person, I see so many ways that fighting the climate crisis can be intergenerational. For example, my generation may not have the same resources that some people in older generations may have. Um, we might need your help with our green ideas or connecting us with new people, participating in local or national actions with us, or being open to just talk about these scary issues. And, of course, all of this is going to depend on the resources that you have access to, and that will be different for every person. But. I think the most important message I have is to listen to our generation. There are so many diligent, talented, and impressive young people doing great work, and I think it'd be amazing if older generations look to our age group for ideas. Mm -hmm. It's especially important to follow the leadership of those most impacted by the climate crisis, which includes people with disabilities, low-income people, and Black, Indigenous, and people of color, And there are so many ways to get involved in the climate movement. I think regardless of of your generation, if you are looking to get involved, there's absolutely a project for you.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, as we wrap up, I'm going to ask you again, Nicole, what message do you have for us Earthlings?
1: (laughs) I think the main one would be and, and it could start with look up, you know, really look up thoughtfully. Consider the fact that your feet are on a planet that's spinning at a 1,000 miles an hour, orbiting the sun at, what is it, 67,000 miles an hour, and that we are already in space together. This thin blue veil that blankets us is what connects us all. I'll just throw it back to the three very simple lessons I learned from flying in space that I hope uh, we will all accept as crewmates here, not passengers, and that's we live on a planet, we are all Earthlings And the only border that matters is that thin blue line of atmosphere that blankets and protects us
3: all. Yeah.
0: Well, Ben, uh, for you, um, Chicago is your adopted home. What keeps you here doing the work you're doing?
3: Oh, well, that's easy. I love Chicago. I think it's a fantastic community. I love the state of Illinois. I think it is a very thoughtful state. I'm delighted to be here. Here's an example. I spent some time in Rockford, Illinois, for the first time this weekend, and I met some fantastic people. Um, And then I come home and learn that the folks who were planning on expanding the airport at Rockford decided not to because they found out that there are rusty patch bumblebees living there. That's an endangered pollinator. It's the first U.S. pollinator to be put on the endangered species list. It's lost 80 percent of its range in the last 20 years. And what a great decision. So, Rockford, you rock. There's a (laughs) shout out for you. and I'm really glad to be here. Thank you.
0: And finally, Ben, um, wrap it up for us. What happens on Sky Day and how do you work with adults?
3: Well, if anyone wants to find out what our activities are, they can go to skydayproject.com and we have all kinds of activities arranged by age group. And for kids, uh, there's a lot of opportunities to be creative, make art, make art about our environment, think about what they want to do to help, come up with an action plan. But for our adults, We recognize that you're feeling very concerned. You're probably incredibly busy. This is not a great time in our communities for so many reasons. I'm sure you feel exhausted and strapped, but I know you're worried about our climate and you're worried about what it all means. So if you want to do something that is really helpful, that doesn't take a ton of energy but could really move the needle, here's the narrative. What's wrong is the technologies that we've been using to do the things we want to do. We want to live our lifestyles, but we don't want to ruin our lifestyles while we do it at the same time. And the need is for government to collaborate with business to transition us away from old technologies to new clean technologies in all the areas where we create and use energy. And you need to get in touch, make an action plan for yourself, to get in touch with your leaders, all of them. They can argue about almost anything else, but they can't argue about this reality. And what's needed is to grow business, give new business opportunities for entrepreneurs, grow jobs, better jobs that are all helping us transition to clean technologies. Then we can get on with our lifestyles without ruining them. That's
0: our message. We've been talking to Ben Whitehouse, Nicole Stott, and Dessa Bolger from the Sky Day Project team. Thank you all for being with us, and good luck on Sky Day 2021 this Friday. Thank you Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it for today's Reset. For more of our interviews, subscribe to this podcast. And please give us a rating. It helps other listeners find us. I'm Suzy On, in for Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening, and please come back tomorrow.